Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello, and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Today we're going to talk about movies, apparently. We are going to yeah. talk about movies. First, I should mention, you'll sure. notice that today I'm in podcast casual. Yes. Right? I am yes. not resplendent, as you said. Well, I know why you're non-resplendent. Okay. Yeah. And why do you think I'm non-resplendent? You got married two days ago, so now you can let yourself come go play the hell. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's not quite that. <laughs> it's more that just I've been so dressy. Yes. That I decided today I just oh, need okay. it. So I'm in like a stained shirt. I I've thought you were probably the, like the workout pants on. completely exhausted the laundry no. queue. No. I've been doing laundry since I got dressed. 8.30 a.m. No. I've been doing this. I'm doing... <laughs> Because, uh, you know, your folks stayed with me, so yep. we're doing the, all the... You got slammed. You had so many this, wedding duties. Doing this. Yes. Yes. You had more wedding duties than and I And there's not much time to do them, because on Thursday we go, we fly out for another That's wedding. That's right. So, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in pretty big debt here for your wedding. Like, when you when you get married, you're going to be like, hey, Casey, mm-hmm. here's, a, here's a big stack of Bad news. I'm going to have to be like, yep, <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. no... Movies that, is the theme. That aside, not marriage. marriage is not the theme. Mm-hmm. Movies is the theme. Okay. Uh, because as far as I know, marriage seems to be good. I'm I'm liking being married for two days. Yeah, Movies, on the other hand, <laughs> I can't say yeah. the same thing for at all. Uh, so this is a bit of a, a backup topic, I suppose, because it kind of was maybe a few weeks ago that this sort of started getting talked about. Yeah, and I just said I just don't want to talk about. You didn't. You were out. You this were, particular you were out. movie because, yeah. I mean. It exactly hits all the things that I know people can't be rational about, and okay. let's talk about it. And you saw it, and I was like, I just can't see it because I know it's going to suck, and I know I can't trust anybody to talk about yes. it because it's the kind of movie that people are completely irrational about. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I don't really know how true that is anymore because I think one of the things is, I being in the game industry. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice because I feel like I have a little bit of a perspective on what is actually going on. Okay. So, like, when you see something like, you know, uh, like, let's say you see Call of Duty Black Ops, you know, N come out or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And you can see support or criticism of it or commercial success and all these things, and you can contextualize them into, like, I know how that sausage got made. Okay. I know what it's yeah. stuffed with. I know who filled it sometimes mm-hmm. and why. Like, mm-hmm. So you can kind of contextualize all of this. And one okay. of the interesting things, at least for me, uh, especially with Summer Blockbusters, which we're going to talk about in a second, is that I don't have any of that context. So it's actually very frustrating for me at some level because I, like, I look at the thing and I'm like, why are these things happening? And right. what is going on exactly? And I, I suspect if I was a Hollywood person, I wouldn't be so frustrated. I just be like, oh yeah, you know, the reason that this stuff is all crap yeah. is because blah, and like that's just what you know. It's like, what are you gonna do? That's what we. That's how we make a living or whatever. But anyway, so this this particular circumstance was a couple of weeks ago. You were in New York City, mm-hmm. and I am sitting around. I generally just don't go to the movies much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginger, now my wife, mm-hmm. she doesn't super love movies. Right. So Even the, there's not a lot of pressure. So there's not a lot of pressure to go see movies. If I'm mm-hmm. going to see, but at the same time, she doesn't mind if I go see movies or anything. Right. It's not like, no, you have to be home. It's like, I can go see movies anytime I want. Right. But she's not going to egg me on. Right. You're in New York a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. So now I would usually drag you, you might drag things. me to these, these movies, mm-hmm. but that's gone. So a lot of the, the peer pressure of going to the movie is, is gone. gone. Yep. So really the only reason that I'm going to go to a movie is if I really suspect that there's a movie that I might want to see and it's 
uh, like a spectacle kind of right, movie. Right. So it has to be a movie where I, I suspect that the IMAX theater is going to actually be interesting. I see. Right? So it can't be like the, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie or something right. like this where like I think I might not even want it to be this big because I can't see like okay, I can't I, see what you're saying. I, I want to be a little bit further yeah. back from that so I can see the whole frame I know he was maybe trying to compose a particular image and so on All he right. wasn't going for like you're in the middle of a battle or whatever mm-hmm. that that maybe you're supposed to be yeah. missing things yeah. right around sure. I think he's directing Transformer 5 so just so Paul know. Thomas Anderson's Transformers <laughs> would be <laughs> wonderful awesome. I would go to that yes uh, but yes so anyway so basically what happens is I just don't go to the movies very often okay. But and you went, and which I went. Did surprise me. I was sitting around, and so I've been working on the witness, mm-hmm. and the people who were working on the witness were going to go see this film. Oh, okay. Because it's a special effectsy art mm-hmm. sort of film in that way. All right. And I w- had wanted to see the film as well because you're a fan of the big, director. I'm a fan of the director. Mm-hmm. I guess now it's time to actually spill the beans. So Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. I really liked that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I liked great. his Harry Potter too. So he's done big spectacles that I've actually been okay I, with. I don't really remember his yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. I didn't... Wait, are you sure he did a... What Harry yeah. Potter did he do? Uh, it's the... Um, he did three? Is that the one he did? I think it's three. I don't know. Now I'm having know. a panic attack that it wasn't him, but I, I thought... I don't think it was him. All right, well, we'll find out. I think I, the person who did the Harry Potter was actually the... Uh, the, the where? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, you're, right. You're getting the your Spanish, Spanish directors <laughs> inverted. Yes. Yes. yes I, think, right. I, I don't think you're right about that, but that's okay. Right. It's the Jeff and Casey show. Yeah. You're allowed to be wrong about those sorts Especially, of things. Well, this is the first time Frequently. we corrected on the fly. That's it's true. true. But I did. Yeah. I did. I, that was I, not Guillermo del Toro. Right. I'm pretty sure uh, that was the the other Spanish director who did like a he did um, like a, a not, not not talk to her. It was like a, a I think it was talk to her. Was right? talk to her and the, and the the twenty three ounces or twenty three the twenty three grams twenty three grams yeah, that one or something. Yeah. I think anyway. I think that's the guy. I don't All remember. Right. I'm not a film guy. I don't okay. know any. I don't even know if the same director directed those things. Yeah. I have no idea. So anyway, uh, I was thinking like, oh well, if they're going to go see it, you know, I'll go see it because I wanted to see it sure. and I thought maybe it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I decide that uh, you know I'm on a late schedule. I'll go to like a nine o'clock show or something because there won't be many people there. It's at the IMAX. Mm-hmm. It's just a quick walk from my house. So, so this I, means you're going to go see. You haven't said yet. Pacific so Rim. I walk down there and I go get in line. Uh, and I well, it wasn't really a line. I buy the ticket for Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. And I go downstairs, and I get in the little line, and I, I get my 3D glasses. Now, glasses, mm-hmm. new to me, so right. I don't even know about this experience. I'm pleased to find that they the people the are very meticulous, apparently, about the IMAX viewing experience. They give me a special thing that goes right even over them, bigger. right? Even bigger. It's like the Oculus Rift people designed yes. the 3D right. experience. Like, they uh-huh. were actually thinking about everyone, which was, which was great. So that part of me was is great. I go in there. It's a nice theater, you know, I like the IMAX. Starts off, it shows some previews for something or other. Oh, I know what it shows the preview for. It shows the preview for, uh, like, a, a yet another Hobbit film. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of them. So there, I don't even know how many Hobbit films they're going to do at this point. Like, okay. it, it, I think there's just two. But there's maybe, just two? All right, I, I have no idea. Because, I mean, there's only one actual Hobbit, and in, mm-hmm. in my mind, now I read this when I was very little, in my mind... There was barely enough information yeah. in The Hobbit for a movie. Like, yeah. like you'd be stretching it to kind of make the movie. And they already did make the movie, right? Yeah. I think Don Bluth made a, a, an animated version oh, of The did? Hobbit yeah. at some point. Yeah. I, I, I think I've seen one with the dragon. And I, I seem to recall. I don't, it's, not, it's so outside of what I'm interested in. It, it is, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, all right, I guess they're, they're going to milk Bondi. that cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there'll be like a TV series called like Hobbit Adventures yeah. or something or whatever it is, right? 
so so that's you know they they show some some other stuff and then they start off the Hobbit this, two right Pacific the Rim Milkening. and I'm assuming mm-hmm. and this is perhaps you know maybe where I start to go wrong is I'm just assuming that in order to make a movie at some point in your life that does make sense or that does have a reasonable script mm-hmm. that you must that you don't just luck into that okay that 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 was sort of the assumption that i generally operate under right, right. I, and and i don't know if that's just woefully misguided and mm-hmm. you do oftentimes look into it or if it's accidental or whatever i think it happens but sometimes it's not often maybe it happens that's sometimes. why they keep hiring the same directors because they don't know good or bad like, at least they like dice. well they know that this person Got 90 minutes on the screen somehow. Right. And so when I think back to like Pan's Labyrinth, my recollection, again, not being a film person, maybe this is wrong, but my recollection about the movie was was he also wrote that film. Okay. Like it was like largely written and directed by Guillermo del Toro. So we disagreed on that film. I did not like it. Which is totally fine. Right. But presumably you agree. I felt it was well made. That it was coherent. Yes. Right. It's like the, the, the pieces. Add up to something, yes. and you may look at that something and go, "I don't think that's a good story to tell." That's mm-hmm. or it's or it's misleading, or yeah, it's like yeah. it's a bad lesson. Whatever yeah. you want to say right. about it, but presumably you wouldn't look and go like, "Well, that doesn't make like I don't mm-hmm. know what you know." Yeah. Uh, and so my assumption would be that if you can do that, you must have a part of your brain that does that evaluation because when you were writing the story, the natural tendency of someone who just writes down stuff right. is that it's especially a fairy tale of some kind. Is that it's going to be incoherent if they just if they weren't trying to make it add up to something, right? Then presumably it wouldn't. I don't think that's a natural state. Okay, of things. all right. So my assumption was that you know he yeah. must have that. Now, I don't know. Now I saw Hellboy and I didn't think it made any sense. So uh, I don't know if yeah, that's a well, good call. But well, continue. Well, we're about to learn that it is not a good call. So all I right. can I can answer that question without yeah. really going through Hellboy. In any I think it was uh, yeah. I don't all understand right. the, the love that people have for it is the thing. That Hellboy, it, no. Oh, Pacific yeah, Rim? Yeah, that too a little bit, Pacific Rim okay. in particular. So I don't really know much about the public reaction Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. I know that it scored much higher on Rotten Tomatoes than I ever could imagine such a movie scoring. Yeah. And that's... I don't have an explanation for that. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's because he was a person who directed Pan's Labyrinth. They're giving him a lot of benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're bringing more yep. to the party. Maybe critics are just fucked at this point. Right. I don't know, right? I mean, you know, Ebert's dead. It all went downhill. I don't know. Yep. I don't know what happened. Uh, so I start watching this movie, and I... Like, there were two sort of forks of my brain as we're watching it. <laughs> One was just going, how does this end up on the... Like, how do you end up putting together this script? Right. I have no... Like, I'm like, I don't think I could write something this incoherent if I tried. <laughs> like, you'd accidentally line shit up right. that made sense, right? right? So that was one thing that was sort of forking, and I'll go into that in a second. And the second fork... Which is, you know, probably the more interesting one, and I'll interleave this as I All describe right. the movie to you, is I realized why, I realized something very important about myself. And in that sense, the movie was actually very effective as an art <laughs> film, right? In, okay. Because it's some, sometimes there could be a very commercial, very vapid right. piece of artwork. Right, the challenges you, you in the, some way. The corporate logo of Starbucks or right. something, right? There's nothing. Spoke this was, to you right? in some way. You looked at and you had a revelation. Like you brought more of the art to it than they did. Right. But it was still it was the that piece of art was the catalyst for your realization. Okay. And in that sense, I have to say, Pacific Rim was the first time that I actually had this concrete realization, and that was 
I realized that I don't at all empathize with people doing stupid things. <laughs> I see. So that it, this was very this was okay. interesting because I hadn't really fully put my finger on uh-huh. it. But I realized one I of the reasons could've... one of the reasons I am so checked out of most blockbuster films these days is because the heroes are now all either very close to like severely cognitively impaired or just <laughs> just absolutely random. Like right. just like there's no right. fire I, I whatsoever, think, right? I don't need, I think you're giving the screenwriters credit as if they were writing for a person and not just assembling a piece of things. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Like Certainly. Why, I, that's what I think is probably, we'll talk about why I think it's busted and why, because okay. I have a good theory. Yeah, on this it. is going to be a long podcast. Yeah. We may have to break this up into multiple parts. That's right. true. Maybe, maybe, we'll maybe multiple parts. Yeah. Cause this may go for a few hours. Cause there's a lot to talk about here. Um, and so, you know, the, con- the contrast, the, the contrasting element there is I used to actually really like blockbusters mm-hmm. of not, not maybe all of them, but I mean, like when I think back to like Raiders of the Lost Ark, the original, mm-hmm. right? The heroes and the villains are relatively intelligent people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So much so that critical... It's not even intelligence. It's that they are directed by something, a logical train, like... Yes. yes. They are... Fig- and a lot of times there's a real uh, sort of cat and mouse situation where like you know, Indy figures out that they don't have that piece mm-hmm. of information on the other side yeah. of the emblem, which, we, like, I there's even all already, these things yeah. that are, like, it's so, there's real people thinking real things, mm-hmm. and they lead to these interesting consequences, and I'm so engaged in that, right? A, a similar one, you know, on the Harrison Ford train would be, like, The Fugitive, mm-hmm. where it's, like, you know, the cop and the robbers are both piecing things together right. and, like, doing these kind of cool things and just eluding each other, and... I don't really have any problem with the suspension of disbelief aspect right. of it. So I don't usually call movies out for things like, oh, he couldn't have fallen that far, whatever. Like, yeah. I don't care about that. Right. The thing that really checks me out is when the people are dumb. Because if the people are dumb, I don't care. Fuck them. Like, I don't care if dumb person A versus dumb person B gets the Lost Ark. The fact that you've told me that dumb person A is, like, the American good guy or something and these are the evil Nazis... If they're both dumb, fuck it. Yeah. I don't care which dumb person wins because we have enough dumb people and dumb people will become Nazis eventually okay. anyway. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't matter <laughs> who is the current bad guy. Right. Stupid is as stupid does. Right. right? So Pacific Rim, we can start out by saying that this is a movie in which possibly for the first time, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't watch movies very You often. said it was worse than Transformers. Much worse than Transformers. Yeah. Possibly for the first time, it is a movie in which every single person is stupid. Right. And it's it's literally the smartest people in the movie are the enemy monsters, and they are barely smart. Right? <laughs> Everyone else is is not just dumb, but like can't even learn. Like they right. can't even inside the course of the movie. Like forget the fact that they've learned nothing from their thirty years on planet Earth. <laughs> right? That they're literally like they're walking Life's into situations like, with assets. Like yeah. right? You know, like you have military commanders who presumably went to like West Point who have no idea how to conduct even a battle in which there are three participants, right? Like, they don't have any idea. It's like they're totally, totally confused by what should be the simplest possible situation you could hand a military commander. You've got three troops. One of them has a gun. How do you manage the situation? It's like, well, I think we just leave one of them to get beat up for as long as possible, and then once that one's dead, I don't know, maybe just let the troops decide what to do? And you're like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. So anyway, Pacific Rim is pretty impressive because you start out and you don't know this movie mm-hmm. very well. So you start out and the plot of this movie is that, un, you know, 
Underneath, bad guys come out underneath of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Uh, aliens of some kind have opened, you know, because, and we know that all good movies start with a hell portal. Right, right. right. Gotta have a portal. We've talked about yeah. this mm-hmm. way back in season yeah. one of our podcast. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a hell hole. You gotta have a hell hole. is there. Right. Okay, so the hell... They come out of the hell hole? The hell hole... How come all the water doesn't rush into the hell hole oh, and flood the these other are, side of hell? These are good questions, my okay. friend. All right. So, the hell hole, and, and I, I, there is a reason why the water doesn't go back in, and you're okay. gonna love it. All right. So, uh, the hell hole opens up at some point. Uh, we don't, I guess, exactly know when, but we know that it opens at some point, and then we know about this because a giant monster apparently comes out of it, although okay. maybe we didn't know at the time, but we later learned right. from All right. sure. Comes out of it and, like, attacks San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Giant monster attacks San Francisco, so I guess it walked east, because right. we're in the Pacific Ocean, so it, was, right. it was like, alright, let's yeah. go out there. See what's going on. It kind of, you know, wrecks a bunch of stuff and eventually gets killed by, like, lots of military shooting it down with, like, right. conventional weaponry, maybe nuclear weaponry. I don't really know exactly. That it All right. It, but it gets taken down by that. And so what ends up happening is humanity realizes that this is going to be a problem because more monsters show up. All right. Well, it's like 9-11, right? So they invent the TSA of monsters. To screen them before they come right. to the... Yeah. So that's what they... That's what they should, they have, should done. have done. Is set something say, up on the They just need a checkpoint. They should have right. been like, we're you know what? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Now they're checking you, things like, you, where's your ID? This doesn't match. You make like, that you joke. You can't take any liquids. You make the joke. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they do in the film is they build like a wall, like an immigrant they wall. wall. They okay. build a wall. All right. There is no explanation of like the geometry of this wall, like why they can't wall. walk around the wall. <laughs> there's no explanation that. So I'm assuming that because there is no explanation of why the monsters couldn't just walk around the wall. That it must encircle something. Yeah. Now they say that the, wall, like, the wall is built in eight months. So the only thing you could encircle with a wall built in eight months is like yeah. that. I, yeah, like, like that area right there. And that'd be right? pushing it. It'd be pushing Think it. How the long, permits. They've yeah. been working on a subway in New York for 30 years, yes. for example. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they're, you know they're under pressure. I will say All that when you really get together. a lot of pressure, I was yeah. able to get a patio installed in That's the backyard right. once in a month. There you go. So then if I get a so patio... Let's, so, they, so here's right. the... Well, let me just... On the wall thing for a second. Because yeah. this comes up in re- real life. It does. Where people are like, we just need to fucking build a wall, wall between right. us yeah. and Mexico. Works so good for East Germany. Because I don't think people know how things work no, in, in, in scale. No. Like, so they're like, it's a wall. I have a wall... In the backyard, right, it's yeah. a, it keeps yeah. my neighbor's dog out. Right. And so they just think, and you're like, yeah. do you know how far, you know, they, there's no concept of the distances right. involved yeah. and like the massive undertaking because it's just a wall. How hard well, can a wall be? They think it's since they can wrap their mind around it that that thought scales indefinitely. I have a better, I, anyone who thinks about the wall building thing, <laughs> right? Like, if you actually have the wall, the thing that stops people from getting past a wall isn't the wall. It's the guards. Yes, that's like, true. Like, in East Germany, like, minefield and guards is what prevents people from getting right. across a wall. It's not the wall. You can, anyone can go under a wall. If given enough time, any human can get past a wall, wall if they want to. That's not that hard, right? right. It's people shooting you. Yeah. And, you know, so if you think you're just going to build a wall with yeah, nothing there... Nothing yeah, that nothing gets stopped by that. I don't think there's anything that stops that. Okay, so they, they but anyway, this is the same people. So they use the same technology as is the illegal alien wall right. to keep out the actual oh, aliens, aliens, real aliens. Uh-huh. Let's put the wall, around the city. Put the wall on hold for a second. Right. We haven't quite got there. I'm just I just brought that up because you right. mentioned the TSA. So what they decide to do, of course, to combat this alien threat, 
is to build giant robots to fight the aliens. Right, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Now, this is the kind of thing, again, that I wouldn't necessarily fault a movie for. Because if you want to make yeah, a movie I, about I giant would... robots fighting aliens, you can't come up with a plausible explanation, yeah. really. So I'm okay with an implausible yeah. one. If you just decide that's what we decided I to do. I could live with that right. decision. Right. Yeah. I could live with that decision yeah. because that's just a central conceit. <laughs> There's no way. We probably won't ever build giant robots to fight anything because it's just not that efficient. Okay. Right. But, I mean, you know, I'm, all right, we did. That's what we came up with. You know, who knows. Okay. So they build these giant robots to fight the aliens. And they fight the aliens effectively. It okay. turns out, right? This is an effective. These are thing drones to do. or something? Because I saw some pilots that were mm. in a little thing. No, they're not drones. They are. They're they in, are there's people in the head. Yes, yes. Okay. So the are way they in the head. Where did they? They're in them? the head. Of course, they're in the head. Why would they be in the head? Okay. We're All gonna right, get. Continue. We're gonna get to that in a minute. All right. So anyway, you've got these giant robots and they're fighting the aliens. All right. Now the only thing that you get to see really along those lines before the main part of the movie. So the only thing that you see with uh, the giant robots fighting the aliens is kind of the opening... I don't know what you want to call it. The, 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 the opening... sequence? The, the first act battle scene, whatever you okay. call that. So what you learn from this scene, and this is the part where you start to go, it's like, well, all right, now you're starting to push that, like, what I'm willing to concede, because you're... <laughs> You have to kind of pick, uh, pun intended, right. you have to kind of pick your battles. It's like, how much stuff you ask me to accept before you show me something good. Okay. You know, yeah. you're, you're, on a, you're on a little bit of a, yeah. I, I don't know what you want to call it. It's like a, You gotta earn it. It's like when the judge, the, the other lawyer goes, objection. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're almost going to sustain it, but they're like, I'll, you know, I'll you're on a short lease, Mr. Yeah. Roberts, okay. right? And you got to kind of wrap it up and make All sure right. I see why you were doing that, because otherwise I'm going to be very upset with you, and you know you're going to have to stop. So we're at that point a little bit when this whole segment that I've told you so far is all voiceover narration, which I hate. Voiceover narration <laughs> is the worst. Like if you're going to do voiceover narration, you better be using that not as a crutch, but as an interesting element. Right. So like with the rest of development, how they. They always, yeah, yeah. you could just watch it without that and it'd be fine, but they add all these extra jokes by like adding things mm-hmm. the narrator says in, you know, so if yeah. you're doing that, great. But if you're just having opening narration because you couldn't tell, figure out how to tell what you need to tell, then I'm kind of grumpy. So okay. I was a little grumpy. They're telling me all this stuff. They, they get to a point where they're like, all right, so the person who's narrating, who ends up also being the hero of the film, okay. he and his brother mm-hmm. are oh. pilots for these giant robots. Okay. And the reason that he and his brother are pilots for the giant robots are because in order to pilot the giant robots, you must for some reason use a neural interface. Okay. So you can't just pilot the robot with like right. a joystick. Joy- yes. Yeah. Right. You have to like Think jack it. in to the thing. Oh, and then when you do, it and does? When, yes. And so they, what's the two then? Okay, hold on. Co-pilot? Now, there's a couple things that strike me as extremely odd about this. One is that I can't quite figure out why that would be true. And the reason is because they didn't show the people... Like, in The Matrix, you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is all about, but whatever. They showed the shot you need to show, which is people lying there like this, controlling the thing with their mind. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, that's a neural interface. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. This one, not so. This one shows them in exoskeletons in the cockpit, moving to so do all of the robots. Motions. No, no, they're just in like imagine you know. But if I'm they're in, the in a something that takes all the motion, why do they? Do That's what I'm saying. Motion? This okay. is what I can't figure right. out. I have no idea. Right. So I'm like, well, if you already built all that shit, 
Why right. would I need, like, I've got all 100% of the motion right, track. Right. I don't need their, it's like, okay, I don't know. But anyway, so what they then explain, in addition to all of this, which now I'm like, oh, that doesn't really make any sense, what you just said, but okay. They go, well, it's too much for a single pilot to really be able to, like, interface with the robot. Oh, they can't handle that. I see. All right, it's too hard. I see. For almost all the pilots. Like, maybe certain, like, awesome, Super awesome pilots, pilots right. can do this once in a while. So but in one general, pilot's in charge of the junk down? Like that? That'd be awesome. It's like one pilot's in charge of the privates, right. and one's in charge of the robot, <laughs> and then we... Yeah. No. Uh, what happens is, it's left-right hemisphere... So one pilot is in charge of the right side. Oh, okay. And one pilot is in, in charge of the left side of the robot. My or, split or up and down works way better. I don't know why they didn't do that. They need to get me on because, like, then you're just leg man. Yeah, you're, you're leg just man. leg man, yeah, and no. you get like some uh, speed bicyclist, bicyclist who has big legs. Well, buckle up, Jeff, because uh, we, we haven't even started this film yet. The okay, top half of the body is done by one of those guys that just lift. Arm weights all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Of course, it doesn't matter because it's a neural interface, apparently, mm-hmm. so you don't really have to. I don't know. So, anyway, point being, they have to merge together mm-hmm. the neural inputs to do it. Now, so it helps in, with your brothers. Right. It helps if your brothers, for right. some, it helps if you have a familiar relation. We find out, Just not, fam- not explicably, like they don't explain this, but most of the pilots seem to be blood related. related. I see. There may be one set that isn't, and the main set isn't. So, there's two examples. I. Either one or two examples of people who are not blood related. Right. But everyone tired else of this is movie. Oh, I'm man. already tired of And it. we haven't gotten to the movie. Yeah. You're already tired. You're already tired. Right. Now here's the part that if you weren't tired before, this and this was the part where I was like, well, I made a mistake coming to this film. <laughs> right. I knew I was like, well, now we kind of know that that part of the brain that I was saying about you probably have to have in order to do the Pan's Labyrinth or whatever, it's not true. Like I learned, all right, it's not true. So what they then explain is that in order for two pilots to do this operation, meaning control the robot with their brains together at the mm-hmm. same time, separate hemispheres. Right. They have to fuck. You must be... Well, that would be a much more interesting movie. Okay. No, that I'm would sorry. Be, that, yeah. That's where you're going. All right. right. No? No, if this movie was a porno, then we'd be fine. Because it had about the same level of story coherency right. as you might expect in something that was shot in an hour in someone's, like, you know, house. Right. right? But anyway, they have to be what's called drift compatible. Drift? And drift is what they like call... Like Tokyo Drift? Yes. <laughs> Tokyo Drift? I'm into that. But this is not race the robots car robots don't slide? They don't slide. They don't slide. Sadly, they don't slide. There is one scene Do they drive slides. huge cars they that drift? They don't drive cars. This is not Transformers, so they, don't, they also don't transform into cars. So the, How can you introduce... That's like Chekhov's drift. You yeah. can't introduce <laughs> drifting without seeing something drift around a corner. I, I totally agree with you. All right, what is drifting? Now, drifting is sort of the, this, the Vulcan mind meld, if you will, that okay. we do when you and I, and we are probably very drift compatible, as people would see on the show. Right? Yes. We work well together. Our robots would Our not, robots, I mean, would, our be robots would just go awesome. do something else. Right. We'd be like, <laughs> dump, 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 dump. Sit down in the Grand Canyon in front of a huge keyboard. With a start slurpee. Working, and then yeah, start arguing like about slurpee. that you're writing that wrong. You're, hold the shift down, yes. I'm typing a capital P. All right. All right. So the drift, from what I gather, because mm-hmm. it's really not explained very well. When they say drift compatible, I think what they actually mean is n- non-drifting. 
Because there's this thing that they that happens sometimes to pilots that's bad. Like that's a bad thing that happens. Okay, like the where there yes, okay. where basically memories from your like the parts of your brain get amplified up. Like memories oh, okay. of what happened to you in childhood or whatever get amplified up, and you focus on those instead of piloting the robot. Which to me sounds like drifting. Like the word drift makes yeah. sense there. But what we actually mean by drift compatible is we don't drift. Because the absence of having that happen right. would be good. You're focused. So the word is weird, but what they mean is that when you come together, you're able to like properly concentrate Focus. on I using see. the robot. You can mm-hmm. get your limbs working together and all that stuff. And you don't go floating off into dreamland. I That's see. what they mean. All right. He and his brother are drift compatible. That's what we learn at the outset of the, the actual material okay. outset before the preamble of right. this film. They are awoken at night to go fight a bad guy. Okay. Because one of the most fantastic parts of this film that, that is just so wonderful and you, you do not understand how they could possibly have thought this was a good idea to put it in. But they did. Is that somehow any time one of these enemies comes out of the rift, A, they know... They have some kind of scanning uh-huh. shit that works. Sure. B, they are able to identify... It's one of those great big backscatter things. Yeah, things. They got, it's, it's the like, TSC. Yeah, exactly. And then they see naked right. robots. They got the naked... Oh, I didn't want to see that. It's kind of a fatty. They know... They basically know... Yeah, exactly. They know exactly what the, what the thing is, and they know, like, a bunch of stuff about it. So they oh. can kind of scan it. Like, they know how big it is, how fast it's moving. Oh, I see. Do so they, they show that on a computer screen scrolling by? They like, show it like as a computer stats. screen as a square. Yeah. It's a little square that moves around. Okay. Sometimes with the diamond. Oh, around, I see. I right. Yeah, yeah. The way they don't have little arrows that come out and says super no. fast, heat vision. No, that would be better. Yeah. But no, just, it didn't just do continent. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Incontinent. So anyway, they have this, mm-hmm. which we'll get to why it makes everything else kind of make a lot less sense okay. once you have this. Um, well, I can just tell you right now. If you have the ability... So we will learn that they have weapons that relatively effectively kill these things. Okay. They know when they come out of the thing. So they they just, know where the thing is, and they, they come just, out relatively infrequently. So, like, mounting one of those on a it turret. Yeah. and shooting whenever that happened might have been more effective it, yeah. than building giant robots. But whatever. All right. So, anyway. So, in this initial battle... If the wall took eight months, then the robots probably took, like, ten, nine, eleven, maybe even a the year. The robots are pretty, pretty good turnaround. They have some interesting stats. Uh, one of the robots... Maybe they built the robots first, and then they just laid the bricks down really fast. There are some fan- very fancy things we learn about the robots oh. later. One of the things we learn about the, the robots later is that, for example, one of them is a nuclear-powered uh, robot. Oh. The main robot is, in fact, nuclear-powered. Mm-hmm. The, like, the, the hero robot, I should say. I would hope that all of them are nuclear-powered. That's a lot of... It's a lot of energy, but apparently some of them are not. Coal? Nuclear-powered. One some of the robots is nuclear-powered. Okay. However, it is analog. They use this phrase. It is an analog robot. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know... It is a nuclear-powered analog robot. Wait for it, because I'm going to hit you with the third super congruent thing in that statement. So I don't know what's... If it's, if it's all analog, I guess they just mean that the, the nuclear power goes out and we just didn't put any circuitry. It's no. all like perfectly, perfectly like capacitor, resistor, They're laid all out. using whatever, really right? high-end it's monster cables. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> third thing that's awesome, mm-hmm. it's diesel engines. 
So it has diesel and it's a hybrid. I don't know what the so, nuclear part does. Yeah, it's nuclear and diesel. Yeah. All Somebody right. says something like it's got X number of diesel engines per muscle strand. So like they've got little diesel engines you know, all see. through here. So I guess the nuclear the power refli- refines the, nu- diesel. the diesel yeah, for the, I don't that's know. That's probably it. It's amazing. Like you see that line, it's like you didn't even, you didn't even no. open Wikipedia. Right. Right. It's like you didn't even do a Google search. Or they didn't for whether even talk to it. They're like, we yeah. already said the robot's yeah. nuclear power. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's the guy we hired to fix that one part of the script. He didn't know that it was nuclear mm-hmm. power because he didn't read it. Yeah. Anyway, so after his coke bender, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, all right. So this particular uh, instance at the outset of the film, the brother and the hero go out and they're going to fight this, this monster that's coming in towards Alaska. Okay. So it's, it kind of took the so long Let him have it. Took the long route. Sarah, Sarah Palin's up there out there with, with a little, she's like, I, I see, see Putin Russia, and no, a giant and robot. robot. No, yeah, monster. No. Okay, sorry, yeah. monster, yeah. yes. Well, and a robot soon. Yeah. Does the robot fly or do they ship them up there in like big container ships? So I don't want to harsh on the movie physics too much. Yeah. These robots, the physics in this is everything's on the yeah, table. Yeah, well, let's get, let's Every, keep, everything's just how, on let's, what, do they get over there? How everything's on the table. Okay. So the Some way that you, these are robots which can literally lift and wield like oil tankers oh, I saw filled that, presumably yeah. as swords. Oh, I, I saw that in the trailer. Okay. They are lifted by roughly seven standard helicopters. Okay. Ah, that's fine. Let's get lift them up. Which makes me wonder if maybe, you know, if there was some kind of a... Well, like Costa many, Concordia, why don't they just lift that shit up with seven helicopters? Why yeah. can't they just, you know... How boom. many how many diesel engines do those helicopters have? You don't even know. They Six can, or seven per yeah, strand, yeah, yeah, per, I, per, I suspect. Yes. Yeah, propeller. It's a disaster. All anyway, right. but ignoring the movie physics part of this, because the movie physics isn't what what upset yeah, me about yeah. it, right? It's like, that was, not, live with that. that was not yeah. the part that was, was frustrating me the most. Although, if you were looking for reasons to harsh on this film, yeah. the supreme disregard for even trying to have that make sense. <laughs> like, there's a part in there for, for that part of it, which is awesome. And this actually plays into a little bit where it does actually make a difference why you should care about movie physics at least enough. There is a part where one of the robots... Picks up in its hand a shipping container. Okay. Like this. But it actually gets one in either hand. Okay. And it like rams them together on the monster head. Okay. Right? So it's like, oh, yeah, wham. yeah, yeah. I bet that hurts. Now, when it picks up the shipping container, just the act of picking it up crumples the shipping container. Okay. So there's nothing that this shipping container is adding to this mass-wise. Yes, right, exactly. That wouldn't just happen if you went like that. Yeah. Right? It's like the, the, no, the I, arms of the robot are obviously so much stronger than the shipping container. Yes. It makes no sense why you would do that. Right? Well, no, you're picking but, up, it's like if I picked up two paper, if I was going to clobber you in the ears, Yes. I'd for sure get two like little Dixie cups. Right, first, things you can crumple. Yeah, right. it'll so help. Can, it's like, no, you'd pick up something that you could oh, barely I, I, lift if yes. you, right? And you just, right? But no, n- not the case. Anyway. Probably some Chinese families and these two should be okay. Canadians. Like, <laughs> we made it to America. And then all of a sudden, whoa! It's funny that you say that because no, they were still in Hong Kong. So they didn't oh, okay. even get they to make it to leave. America. Oh, they were like ready shit. to try and get, yeah. No, it's like they had to try and get the dissidents mm-hmm. out. Yep. And they ended up getting slammed into the ear of a giant alien yep. for no reason because that wasn't going to help. <laughs> anyway, so back to the – we're never going to get to this initial battle if we don't yeah. start getting sidetracked. So the initial battle, monster goes out there and they're in the water. And it's unclear. I can't super tell how tall the monsters are supposed to be really because sometimes they're partially submerged and sometimes they're not. So I don't know if that's just like mm-hmm. a water issue. Same yeah. – like there's one where the, the – like the initial opening sequence that I'm telling you about here – we're seeing the, the robot is, like, standing. 
Like he's standing on something, I yeah. guess, because it doesn't float. Because right. they, they sink later. Like they can jump and they can walk along the bottom. So they, oh, don't, okay. they don't float. He's standing, but the monster is swimming. It's like doggy paddle. Okay. And there's nothing underneath. So you see a shot of like the monster swimming, and then you see a thing of the, guy, the thing standing. So being generous, they decided to fight on a little... Drop-off. Drop-off? Okay. I don't know. It's, it's shit like that is just <laughs> throughout the movie, and you have no idea. So they're going to fight. They start fighting, and like they're punching each other, and so on. And the first thing of... Uh, the, the first of a repeating pattern of things happens in this battle. One is that the monsters rip somebody out of the cockpit, which is protected by glass. Oh, well, they should fix that in the next one. Now, if you were already neurally linked mm-hmm. to something... Yep, they drone that shit. Why did they drone that shit? Forget the droning. Let's say it has to be really fast response times. Mm-hmm. Diesel engine powering your muscle strands, not sure how fast yeah. response time has to be, but let's say that it did have to be. Mm-hmm. Why would you bother glassing in the cockpit? Right. I'd put that thing down in like the bowels somewhere. Say, right. It, It'd be I don't yeah. know where it would be, but it wouldn't be up there. Yeah. And it certainly wouldn't have glass. There's right? no reason to have all that mass on a shoulders anyway. Like you'd not have no head. That's what you do. It doesn't make any sense yeah. whatsoever. It's completely I feel like ridiculous. Maybe psychologically the pilots just didn't want to be looking out the unit. And they're like, why are they looking? They should be neurally connected. They should be, right? I should just be having it happen. Doesn't make any sense. Now, this is many years before the main part of the movie takes place. So even if for some reason you assume all the engineers who built a giant fucking fighting robot, which is way better than any engineers we got now, couldn't realize that maybe you should protect the controllers of the thing. They certainly had plenty of time to fix that. Just right. bolt it over, right? So it's but the no. standard, the brother dies. So the brother dies. Yeah. The guy is very upset about this. But what we learn from this is, again, the part that I was saying kind of makes the rest of the movie pointless. Which is that the way they kill the thing, the alien, whatever it is, is not by fighting with it like a giant robot. Which would be the thing that would make me appreciate that we need to fight these with giant robots. Instead, what they do is they shoot it with an ion... No, sorry, plasma cannon okay. attached to the arm. So I like, see. Why do you have a robot right, at when all. you could just float a fucking yeah. ion can out there, several of them preferably, mm-hmm. and just fucking l- blast the thing to smithereens? Does it have to touch the monster, this ion cannon? No, no, no. Oh, it can no, be no. shot from afar. It's oh, not no. like a syringe. No, no. Then you'd be a giant oh, robot no, no. nurse. Yeah, no, it shoots pretty far. Oh, but right. even if it didn't, you just, again, you just float yeah. it up to him, wait for the monster to take a bite, and Shoot it. off you go. So, right. so this, in this one scene, we kind of learn everything we need to know about why this movie is going to suck, which is that I'm never really going to care about this monster battle because as far as I can tell, the robots don't even need to be there. Like, yeah. you're, just, you're just bad engineers... And bad, you know, you've got bad strategy, bad engineers, you deserve to lose. If the aliens <laughs> conquer Earth, it's because you were stupid, right. not because, like, the aliens were mean or because whatever. It's like, no. You could have prevented it, you didn't. Okay. Wipe them out. Yeah. Wipe them off the planet. They didn't they deserve did. it. Right. They were too dumb to save themselves. Okay. So it's the standard thing. You got the brother dies. Then he, I assume, drops out of the program because he has no one to drift with. Yeah. And then it gets bad. There's more. He's called back into service. He has to drift with possibly an ex-love interest or some other connection well, or his commander, that would, have been, that would have been better. But he reconnects, they do it, and then he eventually saves the day kind of thing. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. 
Was there a was there a point the hero? Do you get introduced to the hero as a man before he drives the thing? No, which is very interesting. Okay, so you just hear his voiceover and then they show the robot doing. One something. of the, one of the very does the robot go right into battle? Yeah. Or, or does it do something on the it, way? What's very interesting about so the one thing they do do I think I know what you're getting at here. You're getting at the like establish that the hero is like kind cool. or special or yeah. different in some way. I want to talk about that because okay. a lot of what you're describing feeds into this okay. insanity that we need to talk about uh, in a right. way. I think they did do one of those things, which is that, and probably because somebody told them they had to mm-hmm. add it because it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't work. But in that initial battle, there is a fishing vessel. Okay. And they like go out of their way to like put the yep. fishing vessel exactly away. Exactly what it is. Right. Yep. It is uh, that is a save... So what I'm getting yeah, at, yeah, yeah. I, know, book, I know what you're getting at. There's a book, and I just read it because I was like, I have to read if this is really true. Okay. And it is scary to okay. read this book. Okay. It's called Save the Cat. Yeah. And it's a book written by a screenwriter who has sold 75 scripts. That's a lot of scripts. He's only had three made. Uh, I wish I could. I am killing me that I can't remember okay. the movies. Yeah. What are the they movies? are ridiculous. Was it bad. Ghoulies? Uh, <laughs> made with buddy money. No, buddy uh, money. Um, uh, I wish I could remember because he goes back to these movies. He's like, when I was really facing a problem. I see. And these are like Home Alone, but in you know, uh, but Road Trip. Like they're right. terrible movies. Right. They're all Disney movies that like blank check. Blank right. check is one right, where right. he like has to spend. He has to get the money. It's like one of Brewster's million anyway. Terrible movie, terrible things. He is writing a book ostensibly for screenwriters. The book is for screenwriters, and it's like, here's how you get... Not enough people have written screenwriting books about how to sell a script while you're writing it. Like you, and he's like... Oh, okay, And, okay, and okay. his so argument is, right. is comes from a, when you read it, you're like... And I read the first chapter, I'm like, okay, I see what he's going here. He's like... This, so this, is, is, I, this sense, is a working writer. In like, some sense, this is, the, this is like uh, Chris Hecker's thing about... Get, you know, you gotta let people know about your indie game. Like, you can't just make the thing. You've got to get out there yeah, and, and be like, "You well, need, you want to buy this." It's, it's, it, well, it's, it's more than that. Even you know? he's like, "Here's how you write scripts that people buy." Okay. And and there is a little bit about how he's sold. So it's, scripts it's, it's about actually the, changing the script, not just about yeah, the PR. Like here, here's, not about the PR. Here's how they and and he, and he says, uh, uh, "There's other reasons in there." He says it's important, but. The, the, the important part is like no one really talks about this the way people t- in my industry talk about scripts. And I wanted to write one that's written with that in mind. You then read this book and it becomes very clear he's not writing a book for screenwriters. He's writing a book on screenwriting for executives. Because he's the I entire see. book. And it's actually, if he was actually as smart, it's pretty effective in the sense that he's written a book for executives that they can understand to evaluate the kind of scripts he writes which suck. So he's actually, if he did it, he's invented a way to sell his shitty movies. And they're terrible. That's and, pretty brilliant. But the amazing... Oh, yeah, it is if it's true. If yeah. that's the real thinking, right. and yeah. it might be an accident. It probably is an accident. But if it's not, it's like Hannibal Lecter style. Like, it's really, really, really... Uh, yeah. uh, this is psychic. how Darwin works. He comes up with brilliant things that were completely accidental just by having so, enough permutations. Anyway, this book came out, I can't remember how many years ago, but it is now, because it is completely formulaic, and it, when I say that, it's like, 
Okay, here's your script. Here's how you write the script. On page 25, this has to happen. All right. And it's not like the hero. I mean, it's like the hero has to fight with an ex. I mean, I can't remember the exact right, example, right. but on 75, this has to happen. In the, in the 50% of the way in the movie, which is, I hate how they call it the three-act structure, when the second half, the second act usually gets split in half. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really... Well, uh, Sidfield ah, right. yes. used to be dragged out and shot, but yes. So, uh, but if you read this book and you're just like, I can't believe this is fucking and yeah. he analyzes other movies based on his shit oh, like God. other great movies and it's hysterical he's like he, he's an idiot he's like doesn't understand anything he's like Home and Loan and The Godfather same movie and you're like like that kind of exact, <laughs> I don't remember if that's exactly it's that it's that, that absurd I love it that means, so, like, you can see how close they are actually but because he had to defend his house <laughs> There's um and he, he Dude, did someone needs to do a Godfather poster that's like you know? <laughs> Don Corleone. Yeah. Um anyway That'd be great. The 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 You know, here's the, a the, I the, have a question the, though. The port, what the, about Home Alone 2 and The Godfather 2? Probably similar not. Similar or not so similar. I would have to look into interesting. that. Interesting. I find that very interesting. Worth looking his, into. His his he has he's like, here are the seven types of movies. Seven types of movies. <laughs> and then out. they list them and they're not like drama comedy. Okay. They're like yeah. just just the most absurd things in the world. I love it when non-systematic people yes, try systems. to make systems. Because that's what no. I read, I've read Sidfield's book, yeah. and it was definitely that when you were yeah. like, okay, this is what happens when someone who's not trained in systems engineering yeah. thinks they're going to codify something. It's right? like, it's like the someone who failed math right. class is like now trying just, to do logistical, and I'm like, you know what? You need to leave this to, to the stop. experts. Like uh-huh. this is a bad idea what yep. you're doing here. Anyway, it's yeah. fantastic. But the most important, the the funny thing is, is if you watch. Any big budget movie okay. that's going to have a lot of executives involved because there's a someone lot of money read involved. that book and will insist on these things. And you're like, at 75% of the way through the movie, there will be a false victory or a false failure. Like, right. there has to be. And okay. then a real one at the end of the movie. Okay. And if you go back and you're like, you just grab Avengers, just go download Avengers from okay. that, slide the slider over 75%, and hit play, and it's like, I see. That's what happens. Okay. It's like, oh, okay. There's the false victory where we killed the first sl- space slug. Okay. And you're like, and they're all happy, and then all of the rest of them go in, and then there's the dark moment turn at page eighty five, exactly where it's. I see. You can and and what happens in between those fence posts are different, and like sometimes a movie which like Avengers, which is a terrible movie, has some quippy dialogue is kind of fun to watch for those but you can totally hang your laundry on those <laughs> on those exact points like that somebody insisted on yeah. and you read this book and it's like this is why action movies suck now is because they're okay. r- literally written like this and because they're following on 75 this has to happen they just don't go well the character needs to, they're like all right, Iron Man, uh, Hulk comes and smashes him, and that'll kill the first one, and they're happy for a minute. And it's like, wait a minute, like Hulk was in the yeah, other right, part right. of the, and he drives up in a motorcycle. Right. Yeah. He's the Hulk. Why yeah. is the Hulk riding a motorcycle to the back? Wait, does like, that, wait, does this Incredible Hulk really ride a motorcycle? Not that? when he's non-Hulky. He, New York's getting destroyed, and Bruce Banner or David Bruce. Drives up to New York. New York is in shambles. 
there's people running everywhere. Do you know New York can't handle the subway being there right, without right, being right. gridlocked? Yeah. He just drives up and then he like turns into the Hulk and punches the thing because he had to, because somebody said he had to do this. That's and awesome. then the only thing that I mean awesome. it's a because he's given some kind of good dialogue, because Josh Whedon can write dialogue, you're like, oh, the that, that's it. cool. Okay. And and that's what modern movies are, okay. is the they're they hit these marks. And then if there's little uh, – uh, if the characters are interesting or if the actors are good, like Robert Downey Jr., great actor. Like yes. if he does these, if they're interesting to look at in, in, in between, then they just figure it doesn't matter that the plot doesn't make sense because we're following this code. I and see. if there's anything Hollywood executives want – It's a code. It's a rule right, book right. Yeah, because right. they don't understand – I mean time and time again you read right, these books right. where they don't know why the public yeah. likes what they like. Right. right? And so, the, and to be fair, they, that is legitimately a hard problem too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But it, and I, they ain't the people to solve it. But it doesn't start yeah. with no, no, the, the writer of Blank Check. Yeah. I can pretty much guarantee that. Anyway, the movie is great to read because it's like reading. I don't the know. The book is great to read. Yeah, okay. because it's like looking in the mind of a sociopath, right? But, right, but, yeah. but on someone who's murdering movies, right? And right. Not murdering, right. <laughs> so it's psychotic. There's so this is, many. This is Charlie Manson. For the film industry, it's amazing and, to read because you're like, and and the and it's actually written exactly exactly as an executive would like it. Okay, he's like, stop being married to the idea of a personal story. I don't want to read your like. It's like the executives are going, this this like he's thinking what I'm thinking. He's like, I can just imagine how excited he is. Um, and chapter but, seven, casting couch. Right. Like, yeah, and like, I, 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 uh, uh, I see. Even movie, even movies where, uh, like the Avengers, which is uh, amusing as a diversion, even though it makes literally no sense. You're like, if you put it up and just slide over the okay, twenty five minutes in is twenty five page twenty five. I slide over and like, oh, look at that. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Um, yeah, it is. It is pretty. It is pretty amazing uh, how formulaic we've got, and also. How accepting of that? Because the exact every time I complain about something like this, um, a movie like this, uh, I get people are mad because they're just like, "It's a summer movie. It's not supposed to be like that." And I'm like, "No, no, you can still have dumb movies that are smartly constructed. Like the Whoa. Naked Gun movies are very right, smart right, yes, movies with very dumb humor." Airplane, yeah. uh, Nothing in Die Hard makes sense on the way this situation would go down. Right, but it's still but it's very constructed correctly. Right. right, like the writing the, is like, correct. The last time you can point to any moment in a Hollywood blockbuster where some where a villain was as smart as shooting out the glass of windows so that the hero would have to walk over it because he knew that he had yeah, that's, his shoes off. I we have not seen that. a moment like that right. in years. I mean, that is the kind mm -hmm. of intellectual stuff that I like. Uh, that to me gets me through whatever else you wanted to do because I'm like, that was smart. Right. And now I believe that these people right. are actually smart people and in the also, situation. Right? So think about so that whole movie was oh, like. So that. you you have okay, you want to show the character the villain smart, so he shoots out the glass. He's barefoot. Why is he barefoot? Because he was playing yes. a thing. Because yes. you set this up. Because yes. you were on the airplane talking about 
the other character next yes. to him saying, take your, your feet, feet, rub yes. your toes in the carpet. It's, it's like set up yes. 10 scenes before. If you're trying to stretch something into these arbitrary points yes. in the script, you can't do that yes. anymore. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's just definitely it, movies being murdered. And, you know, what? the way that I look at it, too, is I don't look at summer blockbusters that way, right? Um, I think summer blockbusters should be movies that have something for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what a summer blockbuster should be, right? It's not an art flick. Right. It's a flick that has something for everyone. Right. Which means, since it is no cost to the rest of the film to have people doing smart things, you should have that in there for people like me. So everyone right. can go to the summer blockbuster. But they're not willing to do that because they're not willing to hire the people necessary to write smart shit. Or, or right? they just don't they appreciate just won't do that. Because that's not in this book. Because that's not in the book. I, I, I mean, but I'm being, but I'm being really I'm, right. absurd about this book yeah. because it is just... It, 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 in that way that I have talked about this before where movies have gotten to the point where we know the tropes so well... That movies now, like, you don't have something like uh, Lethal Weapon where you actually show that the two characters are an odd couple pushed together. Oh, right, right. You just they assume, just you are. They are. just like the Sherlock couple. Holmes, Holmes right. and Watson fight from the, right. and you're like, they bicker in this and they like, nothing's been established that allowed, it's just the trope that it's like the fighting couple. The yep. all odd couple that together and da, 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 but they still really like each other, like that kind of thing. And nothing's beca- and and so I was always thinking that that was more the problem is that we're so used to these tropes that people just do them and don't earn any of it. Um, but then then this book somebody uh, had mentioned like this book is crazy like just line it up with this list of movies and they had a big long list of movies um, and, now, and see the, see these plot points. Well, so I'm kind of curious. It'd be fun like when Pacific, assuming it uh, uh, goes on DVD, it'd be fun to just yeah. download it and slide it around like that and see. Yeah. So uh, I read William Goldman's books mm-hmm. a while back, which yeah. I liked a lot. They're fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, you know, that, that was before the, the cat thing you're talking mm-hmm. about. But one of the things that I definitely appreciate about, you know, movies. he's the one that kind of said the, or at least nobody knows what's going on, right? Oh, like, he said yeah, that that's his. Times. Yeah, yeah, many yeah. times. Um, but one of the things that uh, that sort of gave me appreciation of was that probably a lot of the reason that the stuff that I like in movies doesn't happen in movies very often is because it is actively not valued in the industry. Mm. So I was like, it's not that the screenwriters in Hollywood are bad. That's not the way to look at it. It's that nobody wants good writers in Hollywood. They, they are actively not going to get that. And the reasons that he pointed out uh, are, are many. What he said is, first, it is a wholly unfulfilling experience. He said... Oh, as a writer. You, as a writer, you have no control over what's going on. You are constantly being demanded to do things that you don't even know why they have to be done. Like much like the save the cat mm-hmm. situation you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, you'll just be told, um, you know, you got to add this to page seventy-five, and you don't even necessarily have a forum to go. Okay, that doesn't make sense because Hulk doesn't ride a motorcycle. Right? I mean, right. maybe yeah, I'm not saying right. that's the right, right. like whatever. Let's say the character never rode a motorcycle, and there's a scene where he talks about hating motorcycles and he'll never get on one, and you don't do anything about that, but then he shows up in a motorcycle, right? right? And no one mentions it. But somehow that is what you were told to do. You just have to do it. So, yeah, his books were, had a lot of stuff about that, where he was talking about these sorts of things. And he said, like, it's very good money for writers because you can make a million dollars selling a screenplay and 
you know, good luck making a million dollars on a novel. Right, very right. few novelists will be able to make that kind of money. You have to be one right. of the very, very top who are going to make that. And even for then, one thing, right. for 120 pages of fairly sparse text, making a million dollars is a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. So what you end up getting is mostly in that industry, I think, people who are going to be suited to that. They don't super mind being told, you know, being batted around. Right. They're okay doing it for the money, whatever. Like maybe the Save the Cat guy. They're just like, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And so, you know, at this point, I started to give them a pass because it's like, all right, it, it ain't the screenwriter's fault. They're, it's not an industry set up to allow good writers to come in and do good work, mm-hmm. apparently, sure. if you believe William Goldman. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, there aren't a whole lot of other perspectives. Reading Indecent, uh, indecent Exposure. Right. That was it. Reading Indecent Exposure, certainly totally different people, totally different perspective, completely Very. validated everything that William right. Goldman was saying, basically. Right. Very easy. Yep. And when I look back well, at... And also, you know, what just happened by the producer? Uh, I haven't seen that. I read that yeah, rather. Yeah, very similar stories of just like he, the Fight he, Club guy, the Fight Club producer. Uh, yeah, the guy at and uh, works with Mamet a lot, yeah. and so um, yeah, and Mamet writes Hollywood scripts. He just right. w- only does it on these crazy, like he will does no rewriting. So they're like, you got to come out, you got to go out, and it's just like, look at section thirty-two. Nope. Oh, he has a clause. No, he will not like touch. He's like, I just hand it over to. I will not go there. I will not fly there. I will not take a meeting. I will not whatever. Wow. But his the the right. the title. What just happened is is uh, is them is him and Mammoth going into a meeting with I can't remember who. Okay. And it clearly them ha- thinking what the move, meeting was about and what the other people okay. were completely and it was different. Not, and not, then like, okay. what just happened? Well, so uh, to finish out the Pacific Rim awesomeness as perhaps a jumping off point for other things. Horribleness. So what happens in this movie is we go forward many years from that initial fight where the brother gets killed and they kill the alien. The the remaining hero has to kind of by himself, which we've established is difficult because the narrator told us Mm -hmm. in in about 30 seconds of dialogue, the narrator told us that um, it was very difficult is able to kill the alien by himself by firing that plasma rifle a few times. That hopefully is on his side of the robot. Happened to be. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know if it was or not. I don't remember that specifically. I'm sh- they did. They they. It was clear at the time whose it was. But he had to kind of do the whole robot. I mean, oh, if I you're see. in there, you can do the whole robot. I think it's just hard. It's just much harder than if you have the two people or something like this. Mm-hmm. Kill the alien. He limps back. Gets the robot back to shore in Alaska collapses in the snow dramatically yeah and uh and then that's it so then we flash forward now what happens in that intervening time period is the governments whoever are sort of responsible for these programs decide that like the robots are just not working to fight these aliens right as evidenced by that and other failures or something like this so they decide that the wall is the plan we're going to build this giant wall okay right no explanation for how anyone thinks that's going to work there are even things where they show like the aliens breaking through the wall, and then a robot has to fight them. And but they still they're they're on the wall. Plan. No explanation for any like so it's really unclear. Is so, Halliburton in the walls? Maybe yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. It's like doing well. So this spending. is the other thing. So again, reinforcing my thing where I'm like, I again I don't care. So if you're too stupid to realize that the path that you're taking doesn't work when you see it not working. This is so now. I don't care about the pilots of these things. I don't care about the engineers. I don't care about the government. I don't care, like I don't care about anybody. Like <laughs> everyone is dumb in this film. There isn't a smart. 
person going, right? There's just nothing. Not a single person. But we flash forward to basically what is going to be sort of a, a last stand situation for these robots where they have still a few of them running, right? A last stand in the sense, like, for the robot program? Yeah. Or, or I mean, Reamman for Humanity? Both, in some right. sense, because we've kind of established that the wall isn't really isn't working, working. And right. I don't know. We don't know why the government isn't building any more of these robots. But they basically have this sort of place where they've got a few of them left. They've got one, two, three, four of them left. Okay. They have four of them left. All right, they have four I'm robots. I'm pretty confident in that. Yep. They have four of the robots left. Command, please. And what they are going to do is they are going to drop basically a very high-powered explosive, right? Mm-hmm. In the hole? Into the hole or right. on the hole or something like this, right? So they're going to try and, and do that. Mm-hmm. Now, we establish with a line of dialogue. Now, mind you, aliens come out of this thing once every six months or something. So there mm-hmm. is, they have had so much time to do anything that they want to do, mm-hmm. right? Now, I didn't understand that this was part of it, but I think when I was sort of posting, I like, I don't get anything about this movie. Somebody mentioned this, so I'm going to assume that maybe this was said, but I didn't hear it. So... What they're going to do is they're going to drop this explosive, but one of the people asks, well, we've, we've tried to explode, we tried to drop explosive on before and it didn't work. Why is it going to work this time? And he refuses to answer. But I guess, I guess, somewhere else, maybe at some point, somebody explains that what they're going to try and do is drop it in at the same time that one of the other things comes out. Oh, I see. Right? And I mean, like I said, I was so frustrated with this movie that I, they probably did say that. I All was right. probably just so angry at the film that I wasn't even listening anymore. Right. All right. But like something they're like this. They're going to time like, it. So we're going to time it for when the thing goes out, the other thing goes in. So, you know, I hate to bring it up. I hate to bring it up. But if that was your plan, why wouldn't you just put the nuclear weapon... Right. On the thing. Yep. Just wait for it to open and drop right in. Yeah. But that's not what they did. Just put a pile on there. They're just doing... Just have some extras. But wait. I'd have like three or four. I'd let one see if it falls in. Blow up the other ones at the time. Like, I mean, you could do that all day. And why weren't you doing that before? You're telling me this is humanity's most important problem it has to solve. Nobody tried multiple ways of dropping the thing in there. Apparently not. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's just another continuation of the incredible stupidity so does, that has been happening. Does life time. go on while the robots? <clears throat> Do everyone move away? Nah, they're just hanging out. All right. Just hanging out. Hong All Kong's right. still there. It looks back like it does today. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. Okay. So anyway, they're going to do this. They've got four robots. Now, <clears throat> I'm not going to bore you with the details of this fantastic subplot that happens mm-hmm. in the middle of this. I will simply tell you the awesomeness that it ends in. One of the researchers decides to try and mind meld with a part of the alien brain that they still have. Okay, this is the, the dude drifting. From, right, they're going to drift with the alien. With Charlie from uh, it's, always from, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because... It's that's I, exactly his... Like, this is the yes, level of intelligence. Yes, I could not recognize him for the longest time. Oh, really? Because I don't watch that show very much. I saw, like, maybe the first season way back when. And I was like... I know that guy. Who the guys. fuck is that guy? Right. And he is not playing a different character. Yeah. He is Charlie right. from It's Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. It's, it's him. So anyway. That's amazing. He drifts with this part of the alien brain. Uh-huh. And so he's kind of, you know, uh, able to sort of see what that thing sees. Now, it's a giant alien Glow. dinosaur thing. Uh-huh. 
And, uh, and when I say dinosaur, I don't mean that as a reference point. One of the things he learns while drifting is that they actually are dinosaurs. Okay. Because the dinosaurs were the original oh. set of these things that came. I see. They were smaller then. Unfortunately, Jeff, yes. I know you're not a climatologist. Unfortunately, at that time, the climate wasn't hospitable enough to the alien species. But now it's good. So they left. Oh, okay. But now it's better. That's where all the dinosaurs went. They just left. Yep. They okay. just left. But these dinosaurs, these monsters look really big. They are really big. And dinosaurs big. are not that dinosaurs big. Dinosaurs aren't that big. So they just kept swelling like Magellan. You know, they all get right. bigger. We're much bigger than our ancestors. Better That's nutrition. True. You know, okay. in the old days, the aliens didn't have things like muscle milk. Okay. For so, example. so does he imagines when he's drifting? Do they show dinosaurs? Like, do they oh, show it, that? It, it, it's. I mean, no. it's not as awesome as it should be, but it's, yeah, it's like shadowy images of, like, them and whatever. So, the other... Pro- so, the when other- he comes out of that, does do people not believe his crazy no, theory? No, they believe him. Okay, because he... he that would him. be the trope, actually. One of yeah. the things this movie bravely does is actually when people suggest shit, they just do it. They're like, okay. oh, that's a good idea. Let's try that. So, um, because they're all stupid. Right. Yeah. Well, what if- but anyway, uh, so, he, one of the things that's awesome about this is they, you know... Sometimes, like, I imagine, you know, maybe, you know, if, if you're a poet or something, but you're not that good, you borrow from the greats right. or whatever, right? This movie, like, couldn't even get that under control, so they borrowed a play from the such notable films as Independence Day. All right. And the way they used, because, I mean, you know, you, this is some fucking ground troop. It's a grunt, right? right? It's like some dude they sent in by himself through a portal to attack none of the other ones have ever come back. So you're just you're just shoving if you're the aliens, you're shoving these guys through the portal just right. going like one of them will get through. I don't fucking know. Where's the next dinosaur? 6 months from now they shove another one through and it doesn't come back. That's what's happening. So the people you're sending Right? They're not like the great minds of your generation. Right. Einstein can get shoved through the spout right. to go see what's going on in San Francisco, right? right? It's like some poor minority fellow, right, who like didn't get a chance to have a good education in an underprivileged part the of the 90, country. The they lied to them and said this was yeah. really important, sent them through the portal, and he got fucked by a giant okay. robot. That's right. like the situation yeah. we're dealing with. So it's right? the 99% dinosaurs coming in. Yes. Getting, getting screwed, having a horrible right. life. Okay, but anyway, ignoring that terrible aspect of it, you know, in terms of like equality or justice for, for poor people who are forced to fight military battles, putting that aside, what you actually have is a situation where, well, if you're going to mind mill with that dude, he ain't going to know anything. Right? right? Nobody knows anything. Congress doesn't know what NSA is doing right now, right? They can't even get answers about that. The grunt's not going to know. But wait, right? does he learn the secret plan of the dinosaurs? Yes, and here's why. Because it turns out they have a hive mind, Jeff. They oh, okay. have a, a hive, hive mind. mind. All right. So if you happen to mind meld with them, you can learn what everyone's doing, even Barack Obama when he's going down his kill list. I see. So now they know who's on the kill list. And like when, when Barack woke so up I'm on Terror so Tuesday and was like, who's going to die What, what right? happens? Does okay. he, does the, what, what is their plan? Just to send a bunch of All them right. finally? So the plan is... How do the dinosaurs make a portal? Like, I don't... Just tell me what happens so it's I don't great. have to think great, about it right? anymore. Okay, go. There are so many great things just in this movie. go. More, it's coming back to me, like, you know, in this way that I'm just... I'm, I'm sort of savoring the, the crap smell. It's oh. like, you know, when you're like, oh, boy, that smells terrible. It's sticking in my nostrils. No, tell, just tell me what happens so, at the end. Okay, so what happens is... 
When they meld with it, well, how can I tell you what happens at the end? We haven't gotten to the end yet. Just skip forward. This is horrible. This is like mind melding with the aliens. Yes. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, we learn later. Yeah. It is a two-way street. Oh, they know so our the plan. Aliens have also learned what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Because they're a hive mind. Now, one oh. very fabulous scene of this movie, and I have to include it in this description because it's so damn good, is they can't re-meld with the brain again because I guess that brain is spent. Okay, you used it's it just up. out of brainness. Uh-huh, yeah. So he needs to go get another brain segment. So he goes to Hong Kong in the middle of all of this shit happening. I guess that we don't know what the time scale is, yeah. but there's weeks, a few weeks are going by during the course of this film, I guess. He goes to Hong Kong and he meets up with Ron Perlman. Okay. Because Ron Perlman has to be in every Guillermo yep. Tro- film, I guess. He meets up with Ron Perlman and Ron Perlman is a Hong Kong alien parts dealer. Okay. So he basically collects these. When these things die I and they see. leave all their remnants, this is like he the goes guys and he gets salvage, shark, shark fin soup. Yeah. It's exactly that. All and right. honestly, that was the single creative part of this movie, was thinking, oh yeah, there would be a part. Like That's the one thing they did where I was like, oh, you, you did something creative. Okay. That's like, it was five seconds, but I applaud that one little thing. Okay. Sadly, it is followed up with the scene that I'm talking about now. Which is, for the first time, two aliens come out of the thing at the same time. Whoa. All the guys in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. And the implication, overwhelmingly so, is that they are coming to get the scientist dude. Oh. Because of the drifting, they're they, coming to get him. Just that one specific guy. That one guy. Okay, Charlie Day's like five feet high. Like, it'd be really easy to get. I mean, I bet he can't even run. With no explanation uh-huh. at all. The dinosaurs know where he is. He's in an underground shelter. Can't even see him. They have no idea. He's still connected? He's part of the hive? Don't look at me. Okay. Wasn't explained. All right. They know where he is. Yes. The dinosaurs get to him. One of them does. Mm-hmm. Claws through the ground to the underground shelter. There's Charlie. Looks at Charlie for a moment. And then leaves. He, he, he just doesn't want him. He just takes a look at him and goes, it's not what I thought. That's it. Do they explain why they nope. did that? Not mentioned again. Just happy to have it happen. <laughs> Wait, but why would they leave it in? That doesn't make any sense. Did you miss something? Is nope. there like some key there that like nope. seeing like reconnected them? Nope. All right. That's it. Turns okay. around. So that turns around and then goes and you know is gonna wreck up. go tangle with one of the robots. He's like, well, you know, I'm glad I'm glad I found you. High five. Good to see you're okay. Enjoyed the drift. There's a robot, though. I gotta go fight. So maybe so, we can have maybe we can have lunch sometime when all of this is over. You know, in a different situation, uh, my schedule. Do right? you think they that watched? Literally what happened. Did you think they watched? Um, what was the what was the drift m- with the dinosaur dimension? Because it sounds so <laughs> much like oh, what is overdrift? Well, overdrift. Yeah. That is such a great. Maybe yeah. we'll have to link to that. Yeah. That is such a great. But those those two guys from Seattle or, or somewhere, yeah. or they're around here, yeah, Washington yeah. State. Uh-huh. That is such a great little yeah. film. Much better than this film. If I had seen, if I had gone to the movies and okay, saw overdrift, but, I would love it. All so right. what? All right, I'll wrap it up now. All right. In that battle, so when they're there in the Hong Kong thing, right? That battle is kind of the shining example of how incredibly stupid everyone is. They fight the things one at a time. It's, you don't even understand why they do that. They're like, they're like 
They say shit like, oh, our, we have to keep our best robot back because we don't want to damage that robot. <laughs> and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's like, you have a two-on-one situation. You have two robots you're not using. It's like... Do you have any idea what you're talking about? It's like you guys are just idiots. It's like, of course, you take all three and you beat the shit out of one of the other ones. It's like they never even booted up Final Fantasy. It's like <laughs> you have the whole row attack that one guy until he's dead because then he can't put out Their any more Final damage. Final Fantasy they party are would just be one. Just yeah, one yes. Guy, and then, then that guy and dies like, and the next keeping... one swaps in. Right. right. It was so terrible. But that was also the one where the analogness comes into play, Jeff. The analogness comes into play. Thank God it is powered on diesel nuclear analog. Okay. Because one of the dinosaurs, and yes. you didn't know this about dinosaurs because it is in the fossil record, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the dinosaurs has an EMP device. Oh, in his head. And it shuts down the other robots. Oh, okay. But not this very one. problematic. No. But not the hero's robot. Hey, guess what? EMP does not mean... Digital. Yeah, I know that. I'm like, God damn it. If they said it was made of plastic, then yeah, we could have right, that discussion. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that it's yeah. analog doesn't yeah, have anything, anything to do, to do with, with it. it. It's like, oh, there's an EMP. Good thing I can listen to my LP. Right. Let's listen to some albums. Ooh, yeah. listen to that cool The best sound. part about that, you know, because obviously some, some, oh. some asshole was tuned into Battlestar Galactica and really liked that idea. So they were like, all right, you know what? It's all analog. It's fine. It doesn't have the virus. But the point is, you will then see, like literally, seconds after somebody saying in this film, it's all analog, you will see them in a cockpit with like holographic display. And I was like, what analog circuitry did you build this out of? It's like, you know, I guess it's like the, the, uh, the, the most masterful. It's like they've got a crew of John Mileses who can just come out and they can do whatever. <laughs> like, they can do it all in RF. It doesn't matter. It's all like they don't need a so, digital circuit anywhere, right? Or, so anyway, anyway, the analog robot wins because he's not emp The yeah. analog robot is able to win. now. And it's only got one pilot, I assume. No, because... it's got two pilots. Uh-oh. I spared you the love story. All right. So I'm, and I'm going to continue sparing you all the right. love story because the love story Unless is, is two a robots... whole other epic disaster. Okay. This movie also happens to be... If I wasn't going to fault this movie on just being absolutely incoherent and terrible, you could fault it equally hard for being the most chauvinistic piece of shit that I have ever witnessed on the screen and I saw all three Transformers films. (laughs) Right? Like, it's insane how bad this movie is on the male-female front. It's crazy. Everything, like, every man in this movie... Well, Does nothing can't. but bark orders at the females, which they, which, which, well, there's only one actually, which they will obey dutifully, 100% oh. of the time. Well, right? Casey, I don't amazing. think you understand. When you're anyway, ovulating, you can't drift. No, you can't. You can't Look, you, you can't drift. Right. You can't one drift. week of the month. No, like, no, no, this no, is no ridiculous. that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, the, it's that time of the drift. You know what I mean? It's like, let's just <laughs> forget it. We can't trust them in these things. Oh, my anyway, God. Anyway, ignore all that shit. It's don't, I'm not even going to that because it's stupid to pick on a movie for having that in it. When the whole movie does it, like, you can't fault them for being chauvinistic in a movie where they couldn't even be coherent, right? Yeah. It's like, for all I know, that was an accident. Like, they didn't even know what they were doing, <laughs> right? It just, it just ended up that way. Chauvinism. Because, because ascribing a chauvinistic point of view it's to the like movie life. assumes that they had a fucking yeah. point of view, which I actually I don't think they did. All right. So ignore that. Anyway, so at this point, after the hero beats those two things... 
we now have a situation where two of the robots were destroyed in that battle, so they only have two left, and they have to go, you know, do the final mission with only those two robots. Uh-huh. How many how many bad guys are left? There's going to be three bad guys in this final fight. Right. There's no left. They just come through the portal. All so right. there's none right now because they're dead, and more have to come through the portal. Now, it is at this point that we learn, because the, the scientist people do get the remaining, the, the kaiju brainness thing they need. Kaiju is the name of these alien things. Okay. Brain uh, bits that they need because, hey, they just had two new ones that they killed in the fight that are dead. They oh. just take the brain and they can go with the fresh brain and they can yeah. do a thing. They learn the secret of the portal, Jeff. The extremely complicated secret of the portal. So secret and complicated, in fact, that you instantly are aware of why humans, in their infinite wisdom, never were able to figure out how to put something back through it. You mean the the portal? We can't go through it. It's only one way. The reason we can't go through the portal is because it is keyed to the alien DNA. So apparently, despite the fact that we have... They have a great big hand scanner. Huge They never thought of this. Nobody ever thought of nobody ever thought of taking a fucking nuclear weapon, shoving it into a dead carcass, and, and dropping that back. shit in there. Like that was not on the thing of things to try. All right. right. Everyone in humanity focused on this problem. Nobody thought to try that. That was just it's totally dead. not on the table. They're like, well, that couldn't be it. That sounds These, good. They said, they're like, hey, Larry, guys, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. But let's get back to and the, the wall. giant robots. What about the wall and the yeah. wall project? Okay. Step yeah. one and step two. Right. Maybe that'll be our step right. three, but so, for now, let's put that on the back burner because these robots right. are hella expensive right. to make. So in my right. mind, when this sort of thing happens, I picture like the whiteboard scene where like the interview candidate who's like really fucking like the no hire, right? right? <laughs> and we're here like, so the only thing that came through the portal is this, right. and we need something to go back through the portal. And they're like, uh... You know, I'm really nervous right now. Right. Um, I'm usually better than this. Tell you what, can we just, have you bombed it with a nuclear weapon? Have and you're you... like, yep, that didn't work. And they're like, whoa. Where are you at on walls? Where can we you... build a wall around something else? Like, not the portal? And they're like, <laughs> they're like this guy's yeah, we genius. could do that. You this know, guy... that's what I'm picturing, right? But like, no, so they didn't think so of the, that. The, they the did not the think of that. They, they just... never thought of taking a thing that already went through the portal and putting it back in. That was not on the table. But so that they, turns out to be the solution. And they just put a bomb in it. And it blows up the other world or it blows so what up they the do, portal. No, no, of course they don't do that. Of course they don't do that, Jeff. Why would they do that? I don't know. I just want These to These are over. idiots. Okay. So yes, if all of a sudden smart people showed up for five seconds, they would be like, all right, take the nuclear device, shove it in that dead carcass. Right. Take the dead carcass, which I guarantee you can lift with seven helicopters. <laughs> I know that's possible, right? <laughs> I know you can lift it with seven helicopters, so go ahead and lift that up. Here's what we're going to do. All right? You know, wait till there's no one around the opening. You're going to drop it in. <laughs> we know they can't stay around the opening because we don't care if they stay around the opening. So if a bunch of aliens just stay around the opening the whole time, it's we fine. don't have a problem. Right, right. Right? Right. They're in the ocean. Meanwhile, take the fucking plasma cannons off these things and put them on boats, for God's sake. <laughs> Float them out there because that's a hell of a lot easier than trying to give, deal with these giant robots. <laughs> these we robots should, yeah, exactly. I don't want to know how many plasma cannons we could build for the cost of one of these freaking robots. <laughs> right? And while you're at it, how about you mount some on the goddamn wall? Like, instead of just a wall, <laughs> put a plasma cannon on the wall. Like, why isn't there a plasma cannon on this wall? I have no idea. Why isn't the wall just a bunch of plasma cannons? Why do you even have a wall? 
Like, what's the wall for? I have no idea. We don't need the wall. We just need the plasma cannons. Yeah, it's just just an idiot shit show the entire time. But yes, eventually what they end up doing is they take a robot down there, they grab uh, one of these aliens so that they can get through the portal, and they drop down. They don't bother with the nuclear weapon because that got blown up for other reasons that I won't bore you with because they're not even related. Okay. They go through, and because they are nuclear, right... And because they the people who wrote this film don't understand the difference between a nuclear reactor and a nuclear bomb, <laughs> they believe that in about 15 minutes, I'm sorry, 15 minutes, 15 seconds, sorry, a minute and 30 seconds, I don't remember how it is, you can take a nuclear reactor and turn it into a weapon, uh-huh. right? Oh, Melting yeah. down in their minds means exploding. They All don't right. know that that's not what happens. Yeah. Like, no. Sorry, guys. Not the case. Anyway, that's what happens. They blow up the robot in there, but not before ejecting so that the hero and his girlfriend can live happily ever after. Pop out the portal. Yeah. And are crushed by the oceanic depths. The pressure. No, that doesn't happen. Oh, my It's fine. All right. They build those capsules really securely. Uh Except for robot just broke right through them. Well, so here's the thing, right? Like... The escape capsule can withstand the Pacific Ocean level of pressure. Right. But the fucking glass that they put on the outside <laughs> of the thing, man, yeah. my bad, guys. All right, this Sorry is just painful, it. so let's stop. Ugh. Yeah, so this was probably the worst well, high-budget film I've ever seen. Uh, I, I can't think of another. Transformers is nowhere near this bad. Transformers are very, very bad, but it's not, it's not, not this bad. Not this bad. No. That's amazing. Because it got okay reviews. It's so, certainly for a movie that's sixty something, seventy something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, I mean, I it's absurdly whoever different. are the people who are giving those fresh are just like I should just tick them off as like never. Please don't yeah, show me these people's reviews ever again. again. <laughs> They're all out. Like the only people who I will consider a valid review from in the future are people who gave this a right. not fresh rating. Right. Let's say this. Go read. Save the cat because it's funny. Even though you're giving money to a sociopath, it's kind of good to look into the sociopath. Can you steal line. it? Is there a steal this book? If you can find the PDF, yeah, borrow it from a friend. Do something to yeah. Stop seeing movies like that. I I somehow abstained, and I'm usually not the abstainer. Well, I don't. In... I don't feel like I'm really that much part of the problem because that's the first movie I've seen probably in the theater yeah, since I saw maybe yeah. Ted with you, which oh, as right. bad as that's Ted not... was, it was ten times better than this thing. So that's like, amazing. and I won't. Thanks to that, that's probably it. Like, I won't go to a movie <laughs> in theater probably ever again. Like, it's pro- that's probably it. Sean's already there. Sean so, was done. Yeah. Sean was done, and then he was like, "Let's go see Avatar." We saw Avatar, and then he was like, "I'm redone." <laughs> 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 that, that was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody. We will be back next week. Yes, we will. Hopefully, with something that doesn't make me so, so tired. upset. Yes. yes, it was. It's tough, and I actually had to sit through the movie. You didn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll thanks. see you next week. We'll see you next week.